Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell Shepherd of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. And I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Friday, October 14th. And hope you're enjoying the blessings of the Lord and glad to be able to make it to Friday. Amen. Looking forward to the weekend. Hope you're making plans to be in the Lord's house. We're making plans to be there on the Lord's day as well. My wife and I, we've been in Maryland all this week and been in meeting here. I hope and pray that we make it back safe. Hope you'll pray for us for that end. And God would use us for his glory and honor and that he would bless in our travels and trip and that he just have his way. Amen. And so remember these things and keep us in your prayers. And uh, if you can, if you can come and be with us here at the Island Ford Baptist Church, we'd love to have you. We're located at 1415 Island Ford Road, Madisonville, Kentucky. Service time is at 1015 for Sunday school and 1105 for worship service on the Lord's Day. Well, this being Friday, we're going to complete the message that we began on yesterday's broadcast, a two-day message that we've been airing these last two days, and I hope that you'll listen to these and that they'll be a blessing to you. We're preaching on the subject of hell, not a pleasant subject, but one that is needful in our day, I believe, particularly. It's always been needful for people to be warned to flee from the wrath to come, to run to Jesus while there's time, while there's opportunity while there's mercy available. And so we're going to be bringing this message to you. I trust it'll be a blessing. Not got time for a song, but we'll just get right into the message right after this brief announcement. And it is time to look into the scripture again. Today we are completing the message that we began on yesterday's broadcast, just a two-part or a two-day message entitled, A Look at the Pit. We're dealing with Isaiah chapter number 66, verses 22 through 24. And we're talking about looking into the lake of fire, the bottomless pit. We said on yesterday's broadcast that when we looked in that pit, we would see the destruction. Now, today's broadcast, we're going to talk about the fact that we will see the deserving, that we deserved to go there. So I hope you'll stay tuned and enjoy the message as it was preached live from the pulpit of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. Turn in your Bible, if you will, to Isaiah chapter number 66. Isaiah chapter 66. Isaiah chapter number 66. I want to look at the last three verses. These last verses of Isaiah, verse number 22, chapter 66, the Bible says, For as the new heavens... And the new earth which I will make shall remain before me, saith the Lord. So shall your seed and your name remain. And it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another, and from one Sabbath to another, shall all flesh come to worship before me, saith the Lord. That's talking about after everything's wound up. You recognize that, right? Verse number 24, and they shall go forth and look upon the carcasses of the men that have transgressed against me. For their worm shall not die, neither shall their fire be quenched, and they shall be an abhorring unto all flesh. I want to preach tonight on this thought. He's talking about looking down in the pit and seeing those that are in the lake of fire. I want to preach on a look 
at the pit tonight. Isaiah 14 and verse number 9 is where we'll start. Hell from beneath is moved for thee to meet thee at thy coming. It stirreth up the dead for thee, even all the chief ones of the earth. It hath raised up from their thrones all the kings of the nations. All they shall speak and say unto thee, Art thou also become weak as we? Art thou become like unto us? Thy pomp is brought down to the grave, and the noise of thy vows, the worm is spread under thee. You notice that? Worm. And the worms cover thee. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. That's the... Rebellion of Lucifer right there. I will, he said. I'm going to do all that. Look at verse 15. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell, to the sides of the pit. You remember what Jesus said when those disciples came back rejoicing that the devils were subject to him? Jesus said, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Amen. God cast him out quickly. Amen. Look at verse 16. They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee, saying, Is this the man that made the earth to tremble and that did shake the kingdoms, that made the world as a wilderness and destroyed the cities thereof, that opened not the house of his prisoners? All the kings of the nations, even all of them lie in glory, everyone in his own house. But thou art cast out of thy grave like an abominable branch, and as the raiment of those that are slain, thrust through with a sword that go down to the stones of the pit, look here, as a carcass trodden underfoot. God said, Satan, Lucifer is headed to hell one day. Amen. He's going to be cast down to hell one day. He's already on the earth, walking to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. I believe he's got access to the heavens. But one of these days, he's going to be cast down. Revelation talks about that. And he talks about that they ought to howl because the devil, the dragon, is cast out. And he knows his time is short. I'm telling you, the devil is headed to hell one day. Amen. Amen. So in our text... Isaiah 14, we see Lucifer's dream. He had a dream. I have a dream. I'm going to, I'm going to excel. I've got a dream. I'm going to be somebody. I'm going to be great. I mean, he's thinking great thoughts. He's got his dream. But then we see his defeat and we see his ultimate doom. As he said, I will, God said, no, you won't. Amen. This crowd that says, I'm going to heaven a different way. God says, no, you won't. Amen. Several years ago, I remember reading about it, and then I've heard others comment on it. The rock group called Pink Floyd. Some of you remember them, some of you don't. Ones that don't are blessed. And Pink Floyd, in a interview with a magazine, in an interview, they were taking some kind of martial arts training. They asked them, why were they doing that? They said, because when we die, if there's a God, we're going to punch Him in the nose. They said, we're going to bloody his nose. Can I say just what God said to Satan? No, you won't. 
No, you won't. This whole crowd that rise up and says, we're going to overcome God. We're going to uh, let, let's rise up and shake his chains. All the nations and the kings of the earth rise up against God and say, we're going to, we're going to overthrow. Here's what the Bible said. Let the heathen rage. Let them rage. They can carry on all they want to carry on. Our God's God. Amen. He's not afraid of them or none of them. Amen. Even the devil himself is not going to be able to overcome our God. Amen. He lies and says he will. That's what he said here. I will. I will. I will. But no, he won't. And God said you're going to be cast down. Amen. He's going to be cast down into hell. But here's what he said about that in hell. Verse 11 said there's going to be worms there. And verse number 19 says there's going to be carcasses there. That's talking about the same place Isaiah 66 is talking about. That we're going to look over the banister of heaven and see that place. Amen. Satan, as we know him today, Lucifer, as he was known, will be tormented forever in hell. Let me just plug this. Satan's not going to be sitting there laughing and poking people with a pitchfork, sitting on a throne somewhere, ruling in hell. No, he's not. Satan's going to be screaming and crying and gnashing his teeth. Amen. Just like the rest of them. He's going to be begging for mercy when there will be no mercy. Just like the rest of them. Amen. I know he's got people deceived into believing that they're going to party in hell. They're going to rock and roll in hell. No, they're not. They're going to suffer in hell. Amen. So it looks like in Isaiah 66, the text, it looks to me like that he's saying that we're going to be able to look from the portals of the glory world into the gates of the gory world, if I could say it that way, into the gates of the damned forever, eternally damned. Can you imagine that? I can't hardly even imagine it. Amen. We'll be able to look from heaven to hell. We'll be able to look from the land of delight to the land of destruction. Amen. Again, I said I said already, I want to say it again, I don't believe we'll recognize people there. I don't believe we will. I don't believe we'll be able to say, well, there's Hitler, or there's Mussolini, or, you know, or there's my neighbor. And I don't believe we'll be able to recognize. I believe at the great right throne judgment we will. But after that, he's going to wipe away all tears And there's going to be a time there'll be no more weeping and no more recognition of those individuals. No more individuality as far as hell is concerned. I believe that's right. In other words, when we see them, if we were able to make them out, as it said, we're we're going to say these are the carcasses of the men that have transgressed against God. Amen. The carcasses. They're going to be, they're, they're, they're going to be so marred, so destroyed, that apparently they'll only appear as carcasses. Amen. Now, you might wonder, how could we ever enjoy the pleasures of heaven when we know that people we know are in hell? Well, here's what I believe. There's coming a day Jesus said that we will know as we are known. When we know fully, there's a song that says, we'll understand it better by and by. Another song says, farther along we'll know all about it. Farther along we'll understand why. Not just why troubles come to us. We'll understand why people that reject God wind up in hell. We'll understand why. We'll understand, if, if you can comprehend this, it, it's hard to be honest with you. It, it, it's beyond us. But we'll understand that God is so righteous that whatever He does is right. Amen. You remember Genesis, I think it's Genesis 18, 
God tells Abraham he's going down to Sodom and Gomorrah. He's going to check it out, see if it's, if it's as wicked as he says it is. And if it is, he's going to destroy the place. Abraham makes a question to God. And he starts, he starts bartering with God. But he begins that barter with this statement. Wilt not the judge of all the earth do right? What he's saying was, God, you won't destroy the righteous with the wicked, will you? Surely you're going to separate them. Surely you're not going to just Wipe them all out. Surely you, the judge of all the earth will do right. And so he starts bartering. If there's 50, if there's 40, if there's 30, if there's 20, if there's 10. Chapter 19, God destroys Sodom and Gomorrah. After the day after that destruction, early in the morning, Abraham rose up. Chapter 19, stands on the mountain where he'd stood with God and he sees the smoke arising from Sodom and Gomorrah. Now here's what I believe. I don't believe that Abraham said, God, you did wrong. I believe that Abraham looked at that smoke and said, God, you did right in destroying those wicked cities. Amen. That's in a body of flesh. Can you imagine with a glorified body, with a mind that is like unto his glorious mind, amen, a body like unto his glorious body, and understanding like unto his understanding, we will say our God did right by putting Satan in hell and by putting those that reject God and fight against God, the enemies of God, in hell. Amen. We'll say God did right. Amen. Now, before I move from this point, I'm talking about we'll see the destruction. Before I move from this point, I, I'm using the illustration again. Imagine a bunch of us up here, if this is heaven, if the choir loft is heaven. We're using this illustration, this is heaven. We're looking over the banister of heaven into the region of the devil. I want to ask the question, will you be up here looking down? Or will you be down there looking up? Where will you be? As that song says, in a million years, where will you be? Amen. Number two, not only will we see the destruction, but number two, we'll see the deserving. I've touched it already. The deserving. When we get to heaven, we know all about it. We understand it better by and by. When we get there, we'll know that nobody goes to hell undeservedly. Amen. God's not an evil God. Amen. He doesn't do evil. He doesn't promote evil. Amen. God's not an evil God. God's not, if I could say that, he, he doesn't molest people. I don't just mean sexually molest or physically molest. He does not just hurt. He's not, he's not one of those people that just hurts people, likes to see people in pain. That's not the way God is. Amen. Amen. We'll see when we get to heaven that nobody up there deserves to be there. Amen. Nobody that's saved by the grace of God, that I'm talking about the saints of God in glory, did not deserve to be there. But in hell, they did deserve to be there. Matter of fact, we'll recognize that's where we deserved to be. Amen. Throughout all eternity, that's where we deserve to be. Amen. Psalm 109, I'm not going to turn over there and read it, but if you read that, there's 31 verses. Psalm 109, every one of those verses is talking about a prayer for God to judge the wicked. Psalm 109, 31 verses. Praise every verse for God to judge the wicked. That's what he's talking about. He's asking for the destruction of the wicked. And here's what he says. That they deserve to be destroyed. I, I sort of get amazed. I, amused is the wrong word. Because amused seems to think you take it lightly. But I get amazed 
At the same crowd that wants to kill babies does not want to kill murderers. I mean, this crowd, they're, they're sadistic, and, and that's the thought I didn't get, I couldn't get that word a minute ago. Our God's not a sadistic God, but they are so sadistic. If somebody kills a bunch of people, they say, well now, you know, they ought to just be locked up in prison for the rest of their life. They shouldn't have to die. Or if they do, it ought to be as humane as possible. But now them little innocent babies, we can pull their arms off one at a time. We can pull their legs off one at a time. We can crush their skull with our forceps. We can destroy their body and, and, Think everything's alright. I'm telling you, there are some people that deserve to go to hell. And when they get there, we'll have to say they deserved it. By the way, we'd have to say we did too. Amen. Amen. Deserved. I, listen, I'm glad that there's not going to be rapists in heaven. Amen. I'm glad there's not going to be child molesters in heaven. You say, preacher, don't you believe some of them can get saved? If they get saved, they won't be those things anymore. They'll be made new creatures in Christ Jesus. Amen. They, we're going to see they deserve that punishment. It's New Testament principle as well. Romans chapter number 1. Got that whole litany from verse 26 down through verse 32. That whole litany of scriptures telling us how wicked men are. The wickedness and the vileness of depraved humanity. Chapter 2 verse 1 says, Thou art inexcusable. That's what he says. There's no excuse for being that depraved. I don't care who your mom and daddy was. I don't care how your raising was. I don't care what. I don't care any of the excuses. He said it is inexcusable. In other words, what he's saying is we've all sinned enough that we have no right to say we don't deserve to go to hell. Amen. Chapter number 3 of Romans goes on to talk about some sins. Again, verse 10 through verse 19 explains the fact that we have all committed gross sins against our God. Amen. We've committed those sins against a holy God. If I could use it this way, again, I'm, I'm using a little bit of imagination, but if we were able to look over the banister of heaven into hell, if we could see the gate, if there was a sign over the gate, the sign would say, deserved. And if those in hell could look up and see us in heaven, if there's a sign over the gate, it would say, saved by the grace of God. Amen. That's exactly what it says. Saved by the grace of God. Amen. Every one of us has said sometime or another, we've said, I could never do anything to deserve to go to heaven. I could never do enough to deserve to go to heaven. If that's true, then we'd have to flip that coin around and say, I have done enough to deserve to go to hell. Already. Amen. I heard a preacher one time preach a sermon. He, he entitled it, Do you want a fair trial or do you want mercy? Exactly. Amen. I'm glad I found mercy. Amen. Amen. I'm glad I didn't get what I deserved. We're living in a world that wants their rights. I mean, I deserve it. I deserve it. I deserve it. Listen, people going to get their deserves one day. I'd rather have mercy. Amen. I'd, amen. I'd rather have mercy. Hallelujah. Number, number three. We, we'll see the, we'll see the destruction. We'll see the de- deserving Number three, we'll see the delighting. Now think with me one more moment. We're, he says in verse 23, he says we're worshiping, all flesh is worshiping God. And it looks like we go from the place of worship to the place of looking over the banister and seeing the destruction. Here's what I imagine. If I, Brother Troy, I imagine if it's me and I'm looking and I see that. 
it's not going to take me long to want to get away from that and to get back over here where I can bow at His feet and thank Him that I'm not down there where I deserve to be. Amen. Amen. Just like the song that the bells used to sing. Before I can shout hallelujah, before I can sing a sweet song, I must kneel at the feet of my Jesus and thank Him for what He has done. Amen. I'm telling you, we'll see the delighted, the throne of God will have more praises ringing around it because we'll see where we should have been and would have been, but for the grace of God. Amen. But for the goodness of our Lord and Savior. Amen. Now think about this. <laughs> Brother Steve and I back some time ago climbed up on the roof. And he's done a lot more than I have. I'm, I used to wasn't nearly as scared of heights, but there's more of me to bust when I hit the bottom now. <laughs> and that tin roof, metal roof, seems mighty slick. Seems like when you're standing up on a high precipice, imagine up, looking out over a cliff, it seems like there's a gravitational pull. It's just pulling you, pulling you that way. But I'm going to tell you, up there in heaven, when we stand up in the glory world and we look down there, there'll be no pull in us to pull us down there. Amen. You know why? Because we'll be in a new body. Amen. With no sin, with no temptation. Amen. With no desire for any of that stuff. Thank God we'll be made into a, that heavenly creature in the grace of God. Amen. No gravitational pull to pull us towards that place. But there'll be a gravitational pull to pull us around the throne. To pull us back to His feet. To pull us back to worship. Amen. Amen. I was talking about where will you be? Will you be up there looking down? Let me say this. If you are up there looking down, you won't see me down there looking up. Because by the grace of God, I've been saved by the grace of God. Amen. Coming now, June the 30th. Last day of June, this just come up. Will that be next week, I guess? That's right, be next week. I would have been saved 47 years by the grace of God. But by the grace of God, I got saved as an eight-year-old boy. Amen. Amen. I, I go, it wasn't because of the family I was born into. wasn't because of the color of my skin. wasn't because I'd been a good boy. No, it was because of the grace of God. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I heard the preaching. It, I'm telling you, it scared me to death. I did not want to go to hell. I didn't want to die myself. I recognized I deserved it. Amen. As a little boy, so many things I hadn't done. But I had not trusted Christ. I had not believed on the Lord. And I had not pleased my Heavenly Father. Amen. I had displeased Him. But the same Holy Spirit that told me I was a sinner, (laughs) told me that God so loved the world, that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth on Him, you don't have to be a drunk, He can be a little Sunday school boy. You don't have to be a Sunday school boy, He can be a drunk. (laughs) Whosoever believeth in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. I called on the Lord by the grace of God, and He saved me by His grace. Amen. As they come with a song, talking about a look at the pit. Can I tell you, heaven is real. And hell is real. Eternity is real. Does it scare you to think about eternity? Does it scare you to think about dying? Does it scare you to think about where you'll be while eternity rolls? And that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. As that concludes another week of radio broadcasting, we do hope you have a great weekend. I hope you'll be in the house of God on the Lord's Day. 
And I'd love to take this opportunity to invite you to come and be with us here at the Island Ford Baptist Church, located at 1415 Island Ford Road here in Madisonville, Kentucky. Our Sunday morning service, Sunday school starts up at 1015 a.m. and then the preaching time at 1105 a.m. as well. Sunday evening service is at 630 p.m. Love to have you come and be part of those with us. Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepherd saying good day and God bless you.